The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Gracious God, may your word only be spoken, and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Welcome to all of you this morning, and a particular welcome to the families of Francisca and Gianna and Willow. It is a joy to welcome three new Christians into the body of Christ this morning. Francisca and Gianna and Willow and their families and friends and all of us here this morning will take part in the sacrament of baptism, which initiates souls into the body of Christ, the church. We will stand together to support these persons as they begin the strenuous but joyful life of Christian discipleship. And we will stand to rededicate ourselves to being a community that follows Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, in fellowship with one another, and in service to the whole world. It is fitting that we do this on All Saints Day, or All Saints Sunday, I should say. All Saints Day was Wednesday. But it's fitting that we do it today. On All Saints Sunday, we're particularly mindful of those whose earthly lives have ended, but who continue to inspire us through memory. Some would say, and I am one who would say, that these whose earthly lives have ended continue to inspire us through their real spiritual presence. One cannot be Christians without community. And in our tradition, community spans past, present, and future. We call it 
the communion of saints. Now, although this is a joyful occasion, I'm going to begin on a somber note, but hopefully you will see why. You may recall the nightmare that took place about a month ago in Nickel Mine, Pennsylvania. A gunman took the lives of five young Amish girls and wounded five others before taking his own life. The tragedy was widely covered by the media. You don't need to be reminded of that. I happened to read myself, though, a couple of especially meaningful interpretations of what happened. One in particular by a woman named Joan Chittister, writing in the National Catholic Reporter. In her view, it wasn't the violence suffered by the Amish community that surprised people. It wasn't the murder. It wasn't the violence. After all, our media are full of barbarian violence day after day. Violence that is international, that is national, that is personal. No, in her view, it was none of that that was shocking. What was shocking was the forgiveness. It was the lack of recrimination. It was the extension of mercy. It was the lack of vindictiveness. It was the forgiveness that was shocking to us. How did the Amish do that? Do not think evil of this man, the Amish grandfather told his children at the mouth of one of the little girl's graves. Do not leave this area. Stay in your home here, the Amish delegation told the family of the assassin. We forgive this man. At least half of the attendees at the assassin's funeral were Amish. And the Amish set up a fund to assist that man's family and his children. In Chittister's words, it was the Christianity that we profess, but which the Amish put into practice, which stunned us. The Amish take very literally the teachings and example of Jesus. And here was a community of thousands modeling perhaps the toughest, most costly, yet also most life-giving of Christian virtues. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, what does all this, you may be asking, have to do with baptism? With these three gorgeous children? With All Saints Day? With those of us gathered here this morning? Well, I'm convinced that one of the crucial marks of saints is their ability to forgive. Not to forget, mind you, but to forgive. And remember, the word saint in the New Testament means any Christian just like you or me, not some famous, fabulous Christian like someone else, like Mother Teresa or St. Francis. No, saint means the average, ordinary, everyday person like you or me who professes Christ as Savior. 
Now, none of the readings today explicitly mention forgiveness. But it is everywhere in the Beatitudes, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the meek, blessed are the pure in heart. Forgiveness is part of all those things. And forgiveness, of course, is one of the key requests that we ask of God in the Lord's Prayer. And we say the Lord's Prayer every Sunday together. Hopefully we say it at other times during the week, but every Sunday in this place we say it together. In reflecting on the Amish practice of forgiveness, it becomes clear that it is impossible to learn and practice forgiveness as an individual. It's too hard. One needs to be in a culture, a community where it is everywhere practiced and reinforced. It won't be done perfectly, of course, but to have any chance of taking root, it needs to be supported, nurtured, practiced together. Indeed, the life of Christian sainthood, which is to say the life that is expected of all of us ordinary people who say that we follow the teachings and person of Jesus Christ, this Christian life of sainthood cannot be lived alone. We need the support and guidance of the Holy Spirit as she works her way through the members of the community of the communion of saints. And as we reflect on this story, I'm reminded of the power of children for courageous, moral Christian action. It is said that one of the Amish children, a 13-year-old girl, begged the gunman to take her life and to spare the other ones. Children offer us numerous chances every day to reflect on and practice forgiveness. Those of us who have regular contact with children can be reminded of this. I think that's one of the reasons that Jesus uses children as examples for the disciples in the gospel accounts. In my experience so far, children are remarkably willing to forgive them, if, to forgive us, to forgive people. They're remarkably willing to forgive if we ask them. I know that in our household, there are numerous occasions for children to offer forgiveness to their parents every day. <laughs> Perhaps you know some situations like that as well. And I think that asking for forgiveness can help children learn how to ask for forgiveness as well. In a very very real, concrete, sometimes frustrating, often joyful and astounding way. The children of our community help us to become saints. They teach us to become saints. So, Francisca and Gianna and Willow, you have a big job ahead of you. But it is a great job, a wonderful job, a joyous job, a necessary job. 
But as I say, as I've said already a number of times, this saintly virtue of forgiveness can only grow in the fertile soil of community. And in this service of baptism, we have the chance to recommit ourselves to that community. I believe our children have forgiveness in their nature. The doctrine of original sin aside, I think it's there. But it needs to be nurtured, or it will wither and die in us as well as in them. The promises that the parents and godparents make on behalf of these children today, of Gianna and Willow and Francisca, these promises are stark. They acknowledge the reality of evil, but they also proclaim and acknowledge the reality of the saving power of God. But they are hard promises. They need our help. We promise to give it. God help us all. Only in community do we become strong enough to live the rich and strenuous life that God promises us in Jesus Christ. Only in community can we do this. May God help us to rise to that occasion, to the joy and the wonder of that life together in Christ. Amen.